luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain, and 100% easy to remember the name. Winston 101. This interview is brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. I go to the Canadian Brew House all the time to watch my favorite sports because of the atmosphere. With the amount of TVs around, it's impossible to miss a second. The Brew House is also the place that I go to on my cheat days. With the flavor of their poutine and burgers, it's always a reward. This interview is brought to you by the Casey Foundation. This year, the Casey Foundation is celebrating its 12th year anniversary. 12 years of dedication and countless hours all to achieve a goal that they set when they started. And through those 12 years, they've greatly impacted children with autism, allowing them to receive services and assisting them with their unique needs, which is often unaffordable for kids in need. Check out their website and donate money at thecaseyfoundation.org to enrich the lives of children with autism. My goal is to figure out the tips and tricks of professional football players and also give you a glimpse into their personal and professional lives. In this episode, I talk to Naaman Roosevelt. Naaman is a current slot back with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and my grandma's favorite player, not just because of his playing style on the field, but also because of his contribution to the community and his outside interests. Naaman has inspired me to make the best out of every opportunity in life because we only get so few, and that I have to be more well-rounded and take more time for my other hobbies. He has also inspired me to paint my own cleats and write my own rap music. My favorite part of our interview was when we did a rap-off. I sang one of my songs, and he sang one about his childhood friend who passed away. But without further ado, I hope you enjoy. Hey, Naaman, I'm glad we got a chance to sit down and chat. I was excited for this interview with you because you're my grandma's favorite player. She likes the way you run routes and your celebrations, so this question is for her. How do you come up with your celebrations? Um, sometimes we do it in practice where we have, like, we'll play go against the defense, and, you know, the defense will start talking mess and stuff like that, so when we score on them, we just just start pulling out celebrations and, you know, and, and think of ideas that we use for the game. So sometimes we do it in practice, but sometimes it's just on the fly. Like if we just, you know, in our emotions or just enthousi- enthusiasm and just sometimes we just come up on the fly and it just happens during the game. So it could be either or either in practice or in the games. But, you know, it's just always fun to just go out there and, you know, celebrate and just have fun with your teammates. Do you have a favorite celebration? I don't know. It's been so many. I, I got to say probably – the one we did in Hamilton, it was from the Night of Roxbury movie when we was uh, both bop- we was bopping our heads at the same time. I think that was cool because that was just on the fly. We were just talking about it when we got to the sideline. Like, hey, we should do that right now. And you know, the camera happened to be there, and it was just it worked out perfect. <laughs> so when I talked to Kari Jones, we talked about his acting career, as acting is one of the things that we both like to do. I watched a video, and I was surprised to see that you like rap, and you do rap. And you use it as a way to say stuff with your mind. What are some of the things that you rap about? Man, it could be about anything, man. What I was going through, how how I grew up, or, you know, uh, it could be what, what my friends are going through or anything. I mean, anything that's on my mind. Like, sometimes I used to be in class in, like, high school or stuff like that, or study halls, or even just at home chilling. I used to just write down stuff and, you know, just just write down and write down what I was thinking, and then, 
you know, try to find a beat to 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 make it go together, and, you know, just take it from there. And you know, I always just thought of it just you know as a hobby of mine. And you know, some people just like you should make some videos and you should like really put out some stuff. So some stuff I really just put out just to you know get out there. But you know, I've been doing this since I was man like a freshman in high school, just writing down and writing raps and just putting stuff in my books. When did you start to rap? Yeah, I probably say man, maybe really just freestyling and playing around. I think I was like eight years old. I mean, everybody in my neighborhood, you know, freestyled and, you know, had ciphers where we'd all get up as a as a group and just be in a circle, just everybody going sand lines and, you know, you had to hurry up and think of something on a on the fly and I think that's not it from there where we're just like, man, we just chilled all day outside and was just freestyling and just rapping to each other. So as a quiet person, was it hard for you? I think football and rapping was like the two things where I could express myself. You know, I really, I'm, I'm really quiet. I really don't talk that much unless it's on the field or unless I'm, you know, in the studio or with my friends, you know, freestyling or rapping. <laughs> so I go to school at Montessori, and the teachers let us use our imaginations to help us learn. As a part of creative writing, my teacher let us rap our stories, and a French teacher let us even rap as a way to learn French. Wow. I've written my own rap. If I rapped you a part of one of my songs, would you rap me one of yours? Um, yeah, we could do that. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. So this song is dedicated to our class pets. Uh-huh. We have two fish, Flash and Ocean. On November 3rd, Brock's mom brings some fish in an aquarium. I know it's not brang, it's brought my mom and eggs at me a lot. I hate it, I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it anyway. Flash the fighting fish, he sure ain't the fastest one in the town. He wish his bro, the ocean, has some motion. He likes to do flips and tricks to get the gals. Flash and ocean. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice one right there. Two years. Alright, let me see, let me see. Okay, I got one. My uh, one of my best friends when I was younger, he passed away. So I wrote a song for him. So here's it right here. It go like, I remember all the pain. I remember all the fights. All those days, I remember those nights. Me and you, man, we were like blood brothers. I remember your mother was my mother. We was bad kids and obey the rules. You didn't go to school because that wasn't for you. And I understand. You still was my man. Anything you want, I give up my right hand. Man, it hurt just to see that you gone. Waiting for your name to pop up on the phone. Every day I'm thinking about you, man. Stay blessed. Even though you're gone, man, I know you stay rest. <laughs> wow, that's really good. Thank you. <laughs> so, how do you come up with your raps? Like, what's the process? It's really no problem. I mean, it's like, if, I, if I'm feeling a type of way or, you know, I went through something or anything, and I could just sit there and just start writing stuff down and, you know, just stuff just start coming to my head and, you know, just I could sit there for hours and just start writing and writing. And some stuff I would throw away because I won't like it. But, you know, most of the time it's just writing, 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 and just trying to figure out what I want and then trying to pick a beat and, you know, figure out what beat to go with it. So, I mean, it's really, it's really, it wasn't, it don't take that long, but sometimes you know, if I'm just sitting there and I got a lot on my mind. Did you ever have times growing up when you didn't believe in yourself? I say, yeah. I mean, you know, my first, I say going into my first year of high school was like a different school for me because, you know, I went to like a city school where, you know, education really wasn't that important and, you know, you were just trying to get by and, you know, I had the opportunity to go to a private school, which, you know, the 
the coach there told me to play football. He wanted me to come. So it was just a crazy experience for me. Never, you know, it was kind of getting you prepared for college with, you know, coming up where I was coming from. You know, people didn't make it to college like that. So, I mean, just going through that and, you know, the work was, it was some of the hardest work I ever, ever had to do. So I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I'm not, I don't belong here. Like, I, you know, I can't make it. And, you know, really talking down with my father and my mom and, you know, even the coach there, they were just like, you know, you just work hard as you possibly can to get through. And, you know, we'll help you out if you need anything, need tutors or anything. And, you know, and uh, it really it really took them to a uh, talking from them and really, you know, starting to be like, okay, I could, I could do this and, you know, just believe and work hard and, you know, you can get through it. So that was one of the times where it was just like one of the hardest times when I was young. Well, I'm glad you had an experience like that. It's always important to have things like that to really help you learn. Can you take me back to the time and what did you do or tell yourself to help you restore your confidence? And it was just really, you know, I say everybody, you need somebody that's, that's supporting you and somebody that's, you know, that wants you to succeed and wants you to do better. And, you know, if you don't want to, you know, better yourself, I mean, it's just, it's, it's going to be hard too. So for me, I just, you know, I saw the bigger picture. I saw this was a, a great experience for me, and I saw this was an opportunity for me to, you know, better myself and, and, and make things happen. I mean, this school was top in the, in the state in football, you know what I mean, and, and, and top education. It was a, you know, everybody graduated and, it was, and went to college. So, the, I mean, just hearing that and me, really focusing on what I wanted to do and, you know, what I wanted to become. It really taught me to just, you know, work hard and, you know, succeed and really believe that I can do this. And, you know, it really, it really taught me a lot of lessons. If you could go back and talk to your teenage self, what advice would you give yourself? Is there anything that you would have done earlier to make you a better football player now? Um, yeah, i say the weight room. You know, working, working out in a weight room really, you know, really would have changed some things. I think it was just, you know, I knew I was good, but it wasn't, it was me not working out kind of, you know, made it a little harder, i say, because, I mean, we never knew about working out and stuff like that. We thought, okay, we just go to the field and, you know, play football, and that's what we love to do. But, you know, as as a kid in New York, you go to you go to anywhere else, kids in Texas, kids in Ohio, they working out, they got strength coaches, they're eating right, they're, you know, doing these things in high school that we never knew about that. You know, I wish I could have, you know, figured out and told myself as a, as a high school kid that, you got to work out. You got to eat right. You got to start now because, I mean, kids are already doing that. And, you know, they're, you know, they're doing that at a young age. And you start and when you get to college. And they did it for the past four years in high school. I mean, it's definitely about different. So, for me, I would have told myself to work out and lift weights and, and get myself stronger. When did you really start to learn and d- work out? I say high school. I mean, sophomore year of college, I think, when I started to work out and, you know, really take it like, okay, this is, you know, this is something you got to do and something you need You need as a football player. I mean, people people get stronger and stronger, faster, bigger, you know what I mean? So you got to better yourself as in the weight room and, you know, doing stuff like that. So for me, it was my sophomore year of college where I knew I was like, yeah, I got to work out. I got to work, you know, do the, be the best and be the strongest I can. My goal is to become a professional quarterback. And from my interview with John Ryan, he told me that a goal without a plan is just a dream. Since that interview, I've started to build a plan, and I'd like you to give me some feedback. So, I've used my own money to hire a trainer to make me a body-weighted-strength workout that I do three days a week. I play basketball for cardio, and then I train outside in the summer. I do footwork drills three days a week. 
I've started this podcast to learn what it takes to be a success and develop a professional mindset. On the recommendation from Angus Reid, I work on mechanics with Noah Picton, the University of Regina Rams quarterback, once a week, and a few of the players that I've interviewed have become my mentors. What else would you suggest that I do? Man, you're doing that's great. You know how old you are and what you're doing now. I mean, that's amazing. You 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 way ahead of of, of your your age and your your grade right now. So, I mean, what you're doing to continue to keep doing and work hard as you possibly can. I mean, for for me, basketball is what I love to do during the off season. So that doing basketball, I mean, it's awesome. And coaches love when you play more than one sport. So when you if you're doing football and you're doing basketball or whatever else, baseball or anything like that, I know coaches love like college coaches love when you're doing that because I mean they show that they show that you're an athlete, show that you're a hard worker, show that you do more than one thing, and you know show that you're mobile and you know stuff like that. So that's awesome that you're doing that. So I would say just to continue to do that, work hard at everything you do. I mean it, it it's gonna get you better and better that you're doing that. So you know just continue to work hard and and, and give effort in everything you do. I say. You know, a, a trainer told me that, you know, years ago where it's like, I mean, you know, some days you come in and you're like, man, I don't feel like working. I don't feel like doing this right now. You know, my mind is, is I'm exhausted. My mind is drained. But just knowing that just it's, it's going to work out at the end. So knowing that every time I'm working out, every time I'm, you know, out there on the field, if I'm doing something that I'm giving 100% and 100 effort and, you know, just giving it my all. Well, thanks for the feedback, Naaman. No doubt. How old were you when you set the goal to become a professional football player? I said, I mean, it was a dream growing up as a kid. You know, I always, you know, loved football, loved basketball. Basketball was my first love. I thought I was going to play in the NBA. I wanted to so bad. But, I mean, I think I was like 6'1", and everybody, all my friends were turning 6'6", six, six and 6'7". Six, I'm like, nah, I'm going to keep this football thing going on. And, you know, I think just, I think really was going into, like, college. was like, okay, like, you know, let me, let me really figure out that I can, you know, do this if I work hard as I possibly can. But the thing with me was, you know, I was a quarterback coming up in high school and stuff like that. So when I got to college, you know, my uh, my coach, he switched me to receiver, which was I hated because I'm like, no, I'll play quarterback. That's what I want to do. And, you know, just me just like, okay, you know, I'm still going to work hard as I possibly can to do this. And, you know, as the years went by, I started loving receiver. I mean, I started getting real good at it and, you know, just – you know, started believing, like, okay, yeah, this receiver thing, I could really make it pro here. You know, it worked out at the end. So you said that you played basketball. What are the skills that you learned from basketball that really transition into football? I mean, really just side to side moving. And I say I got a, I got a nice crossover. So when I run a route, I'm, that's how I feel. That's how I feel when I'm on the field. I'm, you know, crossing people over, giving people head nods and, you know, uh, using my feet work that I that I learned in basketball, like with the crossover to you know get people going a certain way that I want to, what I want them to go, so I can go the other way. So I think just you know with the agility you, you learn in basketball, I think it helps out, especially as a receiver with just your movements. Because I mean, it's just like basketball when you want to, you want to get somebody affect the other way and go the other way. It's just like doing crossover, you give them the one move, one head, now that way and turn it the other way. So I think basketball helps out a lot with just my agility. What are some of the roadblocks or things that you have to overcome with becoming a professional football player? I mean, the hardest thing is knowing that it's, you know, it's a million, millions, millions of kids that's wanting to do the same thing, and I think that's the hardest. you got to figure out the best way that you can be the greatest out of them, out of all that bunch. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes where it's like, okay, I might not be the fastest, I might not be the strongest, but I will 
work the hardest. I will go out there and give 100%. I will go out there and give it all my all. I'm, um, I will dive on the ground for you. I will make the play for you. I will go out there and tackle if I got to tackle. I will do whatever it takes to, you know, to, to beat that guy out. So, for me, it was just knowing that so many kids, so many people that want to do this, and I got to I gotta go out there and give them my all. That being better than all of them. So, for me, it was giving 100% effort, me working out, me going hard as I possibly can. Do you set goals now? Oh, all the time, yeah. Every year I come into I'm, I set goals and, you know, try to make them. And, you know, sometimes it's crazy. Like, this year I want 2,000 yards. I want 15 touchdowns and, you know, want to win a great cup. So that's my goals this year. You know, I, I wrote it down in my every, – every year I write it, write it down in my notes in my – in my uh, iPhone, just to, you know, some days when I'm tired, I'll just go there and look at them and be like, okay, that's what I want. This what I, this what my goals are. So, you know, I might look at that at 12 o'clock at night, 1 o'clock in the morning and start doing ads, get out of the bed and start doing ads, you know, just focus on what I want to do. And, you know, writing goals down is definitely one thing I would tell you to do all the time is write goals down and just, you know, keep them somewhere that you can look at them sometimes and always just remember that, you know, that's the... That's what you want to set. That's what you're setting for, and that's what you're going for. Every year I debate whether to play tackle or flag football, and I'd like your input. I talked to my tackle football coach for next year, and I told him I was training, and I told him that I'm looking to compete for the quarterback position. He told me that there won't be any tryouts, and we already have a second-year quarterback. He also said that we only have about 15 passing plays per game, would you recommend that I play tackle football and probably not play quarterback or play flag football and have a chance to play quarterback with more passing but less competitive? That's a hard question. <laughs> um, if you really want to play quarterback, and really, I say play the, I say play flag. I mean, if you're throwing a lot, you get, you, you get your mechanics down, you getting your footwork down, and you're you really playing quarterback, and, you know, they're not going to let you play quarterback, I say continue to play quarterback. You continue to, to play, I mean, play flag, and, you know, keep getting better and better and better. I mean, you're doing the stuff that you need to do to, you know, to better yourself. So I would just say continue to, you know, do what you love to do, and that's quarterback. So, you know, keep playing quarterback until, I mean, until it's time to let you, you know, you got to play tackle football, and then, you know, figure out from there. But right now, I say play, keep playing quarterback and keep working out hard and keep doing How has playing quarterback for you transitioned into playing receiver? Like, how have the skills transitioned? Quarterback is one of just the hardest positions on the field. So, you know, just going through that experience and just knowing that, you know, I got to be where the quarterback wants me to, you know, that's the biggest thing. Like, don't fake, don't, I used to, it's a coach that I, when I play with the Bills, he's like, you know, don't fake the quarterback out. Like, that's the one thing you don't do because you won't get the ball anymore. <laughs> so make sure you – if he wants you in the spot, make sure you're there. So for me, if I'm running any type of route, if it's a post route, and I like to do my own stuff, I like to fake out one way and, you know, give a give an out, give a, a out route move and then get to the post. So for me, I make sure anything I do, I'm at that post route. I'm 20 yards downfield in the middle of the field right there that I know – if the quarterback's in trouble, he got to throw it up. I'm right there to get the ball. So that's the one thing I've heard about being quarterback, turning into a receiver. Make sure you're there when the quarterback needs you to be there. What things do you do to have a good on-field chemistry with your quarterback? I mean, it's, it's about personalities and it's about communication. I mean, you know, every quarterback I had, we I make sure we get up and we talk outside of outside of you know the facilities or off the field. Just you know, we go out to eat, and we talk, we on the phone, we talk, and we you know, what I mean, we just communicate. And during the off season, I even you know, I was glad that you know Zach uh, Calero this year, uh, one of our quarterbacks this year, he hit me up on Twitter and was like, "Hey, let's get up." You know, I'm, I'm 
probably like an hour away from you, and you know, let's work out. So just doing stuff during the off season. I mean, just to get up with each other, understand what he likes, you know, and uh, you understand how I run routes and you know where I'm going to be. So just getting an understanding of just you know what people like. So I think. Just getting up and communicating just outside of football, which is, I mean, that helps every which way. What are the critical skills that a slot back must have to be successful? I say good footwork. I mean, in a slot, you just, it's not a lot of room. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you gotta, gotta have good footwork. You gotta be able to give good moves. You gotta be able to run, you know, precise routes because got linebackers in the inside. You got a corner on the outside. You got safeties in the middle of you. So you gotta be precise in your routes. You gotta, Understand where you need to be all the time on the field. You got to have you know good footwork where you you know breaking out of breaks fast as you possibly can, stopping on a dime, you know getting out of breaks, you know making sure you're there for the quarterback. So I say at the slot, you got to have good footwork. What can you do to work on your footwork? Well, for me, it's you know doing ladder drills. We do I do ladder drills almost you know every other day. I, I jump rope every day, play basketball every day. So just doing stuff like that, it just helps out with just the movement and just you know knowing where you need to be and, and just with, with your agility. I think it just it helps out so much when you, you, you're doing stuff like that during the off season. Like every day we're doing ladders. So, I mean, ladders is one of the best things you can do as a, as a slot back or as a, just a football player, period, just to get your footwork done. I just started uh, doing the ladder a couple weeks ago from recommendation from Noah Picton. What drills would you suggest that I do once I get a bit better at the ladder? Well, we we always go through. We do you know, one 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 foot in each in each ladder. Then we go two feet in each ladder. Then we go side to side in each ladder. I wish I could show you right now. <laughs> He's sending you a video, but yeah. Then we do. If you know how to do scissors. Oh yeah, yeah. There's one foot in, one foot out, going side to side. We do that. We do the uh, the icky shuffle. I don't know if yep. you know. It's two feet in, one foot out. Yeah, and then we we do that frontwards and we do that backwards. Um, we do two feet in and two feet out, which is kind of a little bit harder than the icky shuffle. It's, like it's the same thing, but you, you get two feet out. We do hops, one le- one foot hops in and out, uh, left and right. Man, it's a, a drill. I wish I could show you, man. When I get back up to Ivy, I can try to get with you and try to show you some stuff. Awesome. Yeah, that would be really cool. As a kid, when you were playing football on the playground, who would you pretend to be? Michael Vick. Michael Vick was my was my guy when I was coming up. I mean, I, I always wanted to be like him. Just how, you know, what he did on the field, how fast he was, how, how how nice he threw the football. I always wanted to be. So when I was him, I always wanted to be quarterback growing up on the streets and playing, and playing just like him. Was there a receiver that you wanted to be like once you switched positions? Yeah, I used to watch Randy Moss all the time. You know what I mean? Uh, who else? Larry Fitzgerald, I used to love watching Larry Fitzgerald stuff. I mean, just the things he do. I mean, he's not the biggest, not the fastest, but just the stuff he did, which, you know, or stuff he still he still is doing, which is amazing. It's just you know great to see, and you know amazing to see that. So, you know, I got the got the chance to work out with him one year, which was awesome, just to see the things he do, and you know, see what he works on during the off season, which was you know amazing for me. So, you know, Larry Fitzgerald was one of the guys that you know I put my game after. Yeah, that would be really cool to work out with one of your heroes. If you could put a message on a fortune cookie, what would it say? Work hard as you possibly can in anything you want to do. I would say that because, I mean, I talk to my girl about this all the time. Anything that we, you know what I'm saying, we, try to, we want to do or we try to do, you know, give it all. So even with the rapping, I mean, I'm not really a rapper for real, but I, I'm, I give it, if I'm doing something, I'll write down some lyrics, I'm, man, I'm working hard and I'm, you know, just, 
believing that I, you know, what I'm saying what I'm, what I'm, what I want to write down and what I'm, and what I'm doing, and giving 100 percent effort. So I say anything you do is 100 percent. I have two rituals that I do before a game. I hold mementos in my hand one at a time and visualize the passes that I'm going to make in the game. And on the way to the game, I crank up Bon Jovi's Blood on Blood. It's a song about friends that are like brothers, which is how I feel with my teammates. Do you have a ritual that you do before a game? Man, I got to do the same thing all the time. So before the games, night before the games, I'm always coloring my, my cleats, just putting a des- some designs on them, writing some names on them, doing anything like that. The day of the game, I got to listen to some DMX. I got to put my, sometimes I got to put my, like most of the time I put my right sock on the right way. Put my left sock on the right way. Get my tights on the right way. What I used to do was put a, a picture of my grandma under my thigh pad, which was just something I just needed all the time. So once I once I got a tattoo when I got in college, I was like, okay, I got, I'm good with the tattoo now. So I got my grandma with me all the time. So yeah. I mean, that's just, that's the stuff the stuff I used to always wanted to do. So some stuff I still do now. Why do you think you do that ritual? Just to get my mind right. I mean. Just to know that, okay, I'm ready to go. Um, you know, just to kind of get my mind off of football for a little bit and just kind of get it, just focus, believing like, okay, like this is this is this is good now. You know, just doing other stuff a little bit, trying to get my mind off football, but just believing, just doing stuff that I just usually do all the time. And you know, with my music, I mean, that's kind of just getting me just hyped up and just excited to you know go out there and do what I love to do. So just you know, doing stuff like that is just you know just helps out with just smoothing, you know, not. Not getting too high, not getting too low, but just staying balanced. In my first year of tackle football, the coach put his son in at quarterback without any tryouts, so I played linebacker. I was disappointed at the time, but what I realize now is that it's taught me to understand defense and and has made me a better quarterback. Can you tell me about a time when something didn't work out for you and you were disappointed at the time, but now you're grateful it turned out that way? I have to say the first, when I, when I got to college, the first day of college, so they told me on my when the coach for my university of Buffalo, he came to me. He said, "Okay, we want you to play quarterback. We giving you a scholarship to play quarterback. So we gonna come here. You play quarterback. So I'm hype. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm coming. To, I'm coming to play quarterback. Sure, you know. So the first day I get there, he come to me, say, hey, you playing receiver now? So my heart just dropped. So I'm like, I came here to play quarterback. Now. You know, I came to do this, and, you know, it, that was just one of the points where I was just like, I, you know, I could just, you know, like, pretty much they got me. I feel like, like, they just got me to get here, to come here, and just, you know, all of a sudden just switch me. But just me, just like, okay, I want to play football. That's what I love to do, and, you know, it'll work out some some way. So I think for me, like, switching over, him having a plan for me, him, you know, him getting me into the, my freshman year, of college, I play I play receiver, third receiver. So for him to believe that I can play receiver and, and and know that I can get it done, and for me to just go out there and just be like, okay, I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm just gonna believe in myself and you know believe that this is gonna work out. And you know, eventually it worked out. I mean, I you know career leader and a lot of things at the college. So just for me, just giving my effort and believing that you know the situation is bad, but I know it'll work out at the end. Well, I'm glad it worked out for you. No doubt. Thanks. Football and CFL fans are very passionate. Can you tell me about the craziest or cutest fan moment? Oh, man. I say on Twitter was like one of the craziest for me where uh, um, a lady just had a baby and the, the baby had my uh, was holding my jersey. <laughs> you know, and it was like, 
and she sent it to me. I was like, yeah, she already, she already loves you. And it was, I mean, it was crazy just to see that. Cause, you know, for me, I'm just out there having fun and playing football and not really trying to do this for any fame or anything, but I just love to do this. And, you know, it's just crazy to see stuff like that. But, I mean, you know, where I play at in, you know, in Gatchewan, I mean, it's one of the greatest places to play, you know, in, in the world. So I'm excited to, you know, be out there. But, you know, the fans are amazing out there. Even I just, I just went to Jamaica, which was crazy with the team and with a bunch of fans and, you know, it was just an awesome time on there and, and how and how supportive they are of the team and how grateful they are to say that they, I mean, I'm a part of the team. I mean, it was it was awesome for me to experience stuff like that. Over the years, I've had some good and some not-so-good coaches. Who's been the best coach that you've ever had? Man, I had a lot of good coaches. A lot of bad coaches, too. But I'd say uh, probably my college, my college receiver coach, Coach Taylor. I mean, he was, the, I mean, one of the greatest dudes you can – ever meet i mean he he was he played the position he was down to earth he understood what we were going through as you know college kids with no money and you know you know just out here trying to trying to make a living and you know trying to get through it he just understood everything he was he was he would work with you if you had any questions or any problems go to you go to his office you could talk to him if you needed anything you have he have dinners for us every sunday to go over and eat when you know we had a little bit of money on our cars and go get some food so you know just having a coach like that that was just you know a person that you can talk to on and off the field about anything you can go to if you had a problem he just under really understood and his personality was just one of the greatest people to just ever meet in my life how has he affected your life outside of football just you know just understanding that you know uh football doesn't last forever you know what i mean he really used to always talk to me about that about you know, doing stuff outside of outside of football with just doing all that's what I want to do. I want to do some coaching. I want to do some teaching. I, I want to do this stuff to help, you know, kids get to college, you know, in, in my neighborhood and, you know, in my city. So for me, it was just, you know, understanding that, you know, football is a is a platform that can, you know, bring other stuff. So for him, him teaching me that is just about understanding, you know, other stuff I could do outside of football was, you know, definitely, you know, the best thing I learned from him. What teammate has influenced you the most or made you a better football player? Rob Bags, that's one. I say he he helped me out with just knowing that you know I was working out hard and doing stuff like that. But when you see him in the weight room and you see him on the field and how hard he works and how hard he goes every every day, I mean it makes me even better. It makes me go hard as I possibly can. It makes you know want to get in the weight room at seven in the morning, you know, before meetings and just you know work out and do some stuff just to get better and better. So for me, you know, meeting Rob Bag and knowing how hard he works and you know what he's been through and what he's now with just, you know, working hard as he possibly can and just, you know, the greatest player he can be. I definitely, you know, look at him as one of the people on our team that you know, I definitely look up to and really want to be hard, hard worker just like him. It's really good to have influential people in your life like that, so. No doubt. Now we will get into some rapid-fire questions. What's your morning routine? Morning routine is eat a banana, eat a cliff bar, and go work out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how early do you get up? Usually around 8 o'clock, maybe. Lay in bed for about a half an hour, but yeah, so 8.30. <laughs> when does practice usually start at? Well, during the season, practice usually, meetings will usually be at 9 o'clock. So, you know, some days during during uh, during the year, I get up around like 6.30, you know, 7 o'clock, just to get a little workout in or just to get my body right and go see the trainers before, before meetings. What has been your best purchase that you've made under $150? Probably some Dre Beat wireless headphones. I think uh, I'm a I'm a real cheap 
person. I'm always trying to find a sale. I'm always trying to find a discount. So I found some uh, wireless Drake Beats on, on eBay for about a 140 And I mean, I use them every day, and they were for the greatest purses I think I bought under 150 What book have you recommended or gifted most often? I think the Tony Dungy, uh, he's the coach for the coach. I think his book was one of like the the best books I think I read in a long time. I just just with his it was mostly about just your character and, and you know how your character can go a long way when you know succeeding and people trusting you and believing in you. When you feel overwhelmed or unfocused or have a loss of focus temporarily, what do you do? Usually I just go back to when I was young and you know, if if it's something about football, I go back to when I was young and play football just to have fun with my friends and it was just something like that where or even if I just go back to my neighborhood and just knowing that I mean for me I'm the out of my out of my whole neighborhood I was the really the only one to, to, to go to go to college and, and make it past and play professional so for me it's just understanding that man I'm, I'm blessed to be in this position and you know and I can't take this for granted and things like that where I think about like just knowing that how far I came and you know where I want to go you know, it just it, it gives me spirit to, you know, just to keep going and, and, and stay positive. When you hear the word success, who do you think about? That's a good question. I think probably, man, about, I think about success. I think about probably my mom. I mean, my mom, she she started with, you know, with, with you know, nothing from, you know, North Carolina with just coming to, you know, to Buffalo with just having a, a belief that she wanted to become a nurse and she wanted to do everything she possibly can to become a nurse. And now she's... You know, she's motivating me every day because, you know, she's back in school and, you know, she get her master's degree. And, you know, my mom is somebody that I look at, look up to as, like, a successful person. And, you know, somebody I want to, you know, somebody I want to mimic and do the stuff she does because, you know, she's still working hard. I mean, she's in her 50s and she's still going to school, still learning, still trying to be better. And, you know, for me, I look at her as, you know, somebody I want to be just like. Do you think you're a success? Yeah, I think so. I think you know, just came coming where I, you know, I came from. I mean, you know, like I said, I, you know, I, you know, lost a couple of friends. You know, uh, coming from, you know, the city of Buffalo, a small city where, you know, people they don't, you know, I, I get, you know, laughs and stuff all the time where I say I'm from Buffalo because all they think about when they hear Buffalo is cold and snow, and you know, just to make it from, you know, a place like that where it's just, you know, sometimes it's a little harder. We can't go outside every day and. You know, work on the things that you can. You know, we can work on. I mean, you you understand that you come from a city where you know it's cold. Where you can't go outside during the during the winter time, or you know, sometimes not even in the spring, it's still cold. So, you know, just coming, you know, coming up with things that we had to be a little harder, and then just knowing that, you know, you you made it. You made something out of nothing. I mean, it's it's the best feeling. Yeah, I was about to say, when I uh, hear cold and snow, all I think about is Saskatchewan. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> So when you, you know, I mean, you come from places like that. I mean, it makes it a little better. Why do you think you're a success? Doing what I love to do, I think. I mean, you know, like I said, it's millions, millions of kids that you know wish they can, you know, play professional and wish they can, you know, succeed. So for me, I think yeah, going to, you know, being successful, you know, going to school and, you know, you know, going to college is just, you know, that's something that you know a lot of people, you know, don't do. And you know, now playing professional football, I mean, it's just, I feel like I'm, you know, succeeded all my expectations. You know, what I mean, I, it's just something that you know you dream of, and, and, and you know, it really happens. Sometimes I, I tell myself all the time, it's like, wow, like I'm really doing this. I'm really playing, you know, professional. I'm really, you know, out here playing football, doing something that I love to do. And sometimes it, it, it amazes me. 
What has been your favorite memory in your football career? Oh, eight year in college when we won the um, championship game. We won our conference championship game, and you know that was one of the greatest experiences. That was the first championship game in our in the university history. So for us to do that, I mean, it was amazing. You know, just the team we had and the coaching staff we had. It was just it was just something that just felt. It was just you knew all year that we was going to do something amazing, and just to you know go out and you know win a championship and be the first class in the, in the university to do that. I mean, it was just an amazing feeling. You talk about how there's millions of kids out there wanting to play football. So how does it feel for you to be one of those millions that actually get gets to play professionally? Yeah, I mean, I can't even explain it sometimes. I just, I mean, I'm just grateful and, you know, just, you know, you know blessed to be in this position. I mean, for me, it, you know, it's, it's a dream come true I mean you think about stuff like I think I like I was telling you I still think about this every day it's like man wow like I'm really playing football I really go out there to you know play football and you know kind of 40,000 fans and you know people on TV watching me and you know get to see my mom you know my mom is excited to see me play and you know it's just it's one of the things where it's just like man sometimes I don't even know like you know how am I why like how am I in this position and you know it's just a blessing like really well, I want to thank you for your time, Naaman. Where's the best place for people to get a hold of you? Um, you can hit me up on my Twitter at nyce18. It's really it's nice eighteen, but it's, it's spelled nyce18. Or even on uh, Instagram is nyce18. And you know, uh, I get a lot of people that contact me. So you know, if you want to, you know, DM me or anything. People want to do just to you know let me just about working out or if it's about anything they want to know they can always hit me up on those stuff. Well, thank you, Naaman. I hope we can stay in touch. No doubt. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a good rest of the off season. No doubt. I appreciate it, man. Hopefully, I see you when I get out there.